Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another show of Primach Muti. We are back, guys. This is the 15th episode. We're doing all right, and today we're only missing Mosa because, you know, as a Chelsea fan, back-to-back losses, I think he's quite embarrassed. He doesn't have the metal that going up week out. But we've got Nick. We've got Nick, you know, the king of the north. We've got yes. Mateus or Matinho. We've got uh, Lolo Kale, you know, our financial guy who likes the Red Devils. I mean, we don't know what he does on the weekends, but I think he had a big party last night. So if his voice is a bit rustic, it's different. <laughs> and he's trying to attract, he's trying to pull in a new crowd. And then we've got the Hammerhead, Richard. And of course, I've mentioned Wongo already, always shows up. He's punctual, he's consistent. And currently, he's leading our caps for Goal Lounge, guys. I think he's sitting on 24 caps. Second is Selo uh, is coming in at 23, and then the rest doesn't really matter because it's actually all about first place. But second place, you know, we can tolerate. <laughs> Guys, what's up, man? These, these fixtures are a bit crazy. How's everyone feeling? Yes, I, I think you're know, excited. You, you, you must be very excited with that last minute winner, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's happy. Yeah. He's the happiest man. Yeah. Yeah, happy. 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 If it was Harry Kane scoring in the last minute, I don't think he'd be as, as jovial as he is right now. No, no, no. And you know, it, it, was, it was even sweet to the fact that it was Bobby. And, I, you know, I started baiting Selo um, on, on Twitter and the admin guy of our Twitter account on Golan got carried away. Uh, he said something very rude. said something very rude. It said, poking. Hey, man, uh, Claudio's poking you there. I'm like, poking? <laughs> You know, who, who knew the Facebook lingo was out the window and that, like, you know, with the new kids today, poking means something completely different. Um, but let's, let's, let's kick over the first game we're going to talk about. We focus on the Wolves-Chelsea game, 2-1. Now, like I said, Moss is not here because I don't think he's brave enough to show his face, and I hope he hears this afterwards. But 2-1, guys. Wolves snatch this right at the end of the game. Who watched it? Can anyone talk about it? I didn't watch the game, but uh... I can I I talk about I can talk about the, the 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 you know the the chances that that um, not not that they missed, but the, that you know like Kudzuma hit the post. Um, what's this? Uh, Pedro Neto almost got a penalty, but what I'm shocked is that he didn't get a yellow card for the dive uh, because it was, a, it was a clear dive, right? Definitely, um, that's something yeah, I did see. Yeah, so that was that was a clear dive. Um, obviously, the the ref had given a penalty. And then the ref um, overturned his decision because it was a clear and obvious mistake. But then when he goes back, it's a drop ball. And it should be a foul against Pedro Neto and he should get a yellow card, which he didn't. Um, so that's, that's something what that needs to be What's the story with VAR are there? Are they allowed to go back and book him? Because I don't think they are allowed to actually give him a card for diving, having looked at it. I think it's not within their jurisdiction to say, okay, let's give him a booking. I'm only, as far as I know... You can you can do it for red cards and stuff like that, but as far as yeah. yellows go, I'm not sure if they're actually allowed to do it, which is quite a stupid rule in my opinion, because yeah, it was the worst yeah. dive I've seen in a long time, and he definitely deserved mm. to to be booked for it. So mm, that's true. It's, it's unlike the it's unlike the um, the Everton um, Leicester one where uh, I Perez, um what's his um, Gomez um, nicked the ball. That's not that's that's. He, there was contact, but obviously he got the ball before he got the man, and it was deemed not to be a penalty. But at least, okay, cool, that's that, that's a fair one. But the netto one, definitely a yellow card. But, but I think Chelsea, with two losses in a row, um, yeah, man, they need to be a bit, um, you know, uh, afraid of what's going on. Uh, I think they were a bit too over, overconfident and cocky and stuff. Uh, but Wolves, with, the, with their two uh, Portuguese uh, wingers, definitely uh, showed up, and, and, and they surprised me uh, in terms of yeah. uh, managing to beat Chelsea. 
But I, I want to ask you guys. Damn, I thought that was such a sucker punch, though. They were pushing and pushing towards the end. And then, boom, on the counter, you know, Wolves will hurt you. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't think it's doom and gloom for Chelsea. I mean, that, that's their first game they've lost since – or, sorry, they've lost two now on the spin. But before that, it was since September or something silly. So, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of a stumbling block and, and it's not an easy team. But damn, that was a sucker punch. Like, I was like, shit, they're going to go and score. They were on their way to sort of attack, 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 and then boom, before you know it, they've lost the game. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, played, I mean, very well. I mean, since he's uh, I mean, appeared, I mean, even when he came on against Man City, uh, causing problems, and the goal he scored against Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal's not the best defense, but that was a uh, that was quality. I mean, the finish. Um, and even now against, uh, even now against Chelsea, I mean that. I, I mean, other players wouldn't have op- caused. I mean, he literally opened that for himself. He shouldn't have scored yeah. there. He caused the opening, uh, caused James to commit himself, moved him to the side, and put the ball in the upper. I mean, the keeper wasn't even expecting it that side. I also would never expected that side. I don't think anyone is expecting him to go that way. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. Podence, um I, I think I like that player. I like him a lot. Can't lie to you. Are you, try, are you, are you going to sign him? Well, I think I they'd think be lucky come. to sign him. Why would he move down the table like that? That is the problem. But Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea, um, I think, yeah, it's a test for them now. I've always said the teams on, uh, as soon as they, they're most vulnerable, I mean, after they've lost the game. Now that's two in a row. I know um, Nick is saying, of course, yeah, it's not... It's just two in a row. I mean, it was a sucker punch. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, can start, he can start a trend. And I think Lampard will be fully aware of that now. <laughs> he don't want to start a trend. But not a trend like you guys, right? Exactly my point. <laughs> exactly my <laughs> but, point. You know, I think what I think Chelsea what this season haven't yet Sorry, go. Yo, I was going to say, Chelsea this, this season haven't beaten a team in the top half. Um, and and I think that's that's a bit of a that's a oh, bit of a statement yeah. for for all the money they've spent, the squad they've got, the expectations oh. they came into this season with, um, and you've got to you know if they were going to push for a title challenge, you've got to take points against those around you. And yeah. so far this season, they haven't beat any team that's been in the top half when they've played them, and that's quite a oh. it's quite a big problem. Oh. And I think that's something they're going to have to address because the doubts will set in. And and yeah. you know, like you said, Wonga, it's, it can become a, a a trend. They can then next time they come up against a side who's maybe seventh, eighth, ninth, or whatever, they can think, "Oh, are we going to be able to pull this off? Do we need to be careful?" And that's going to change the way they play. Um, and I think that that it could become a, a serious problem for them. So they need to get on top of that. They need to find a way to kind of make it work um, in a yeah. way that they haven't yet. They're, they're not quite firing. We've seen them play. They've played some fantastic games. Um, the game against Spurs, the intensity was huge. They, you know, they they could have beaten us. It could have gone either way that game, but they were there. They were right there, matching us toe to toe. And in other games, they just seem to not quite be as dominant as you expect from them. Um, similar mm. to the way City have been this season to a certain extent. And I think that both of those sides have got a question mark over how effective they can be against sides who are not necessarily going to give them the room, or you know, are going to kind of sit back and 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 try to play tie at the back and then hit them on the counter. I think that's that has proven to be an issue for them. So. They're going to have to find a way to address that if they are going to be one of the serious contenders for the title. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks for asking the hard questions because this is what I wanted to post to everyone here. And, you know, it would have been nice if Mossa could have given us the, the Chelsea perspective as to where they are from a fan base. 
But when we're looking at a Chelsea and how they've set up, particularly, he's playing, he's got Kai Havertz, who obviously has had the, the COVID scenario, so there's a lot to deal with there. You've also got Timo Werner, but both these players that they've signed for big money aren't playing in positions that they, they were thriving in at their previous clubs. Like, if you're yeah. going to take Kai Havertz in particular, Kai Havertz played four positions over four years at Bayer Leverkusen. In the space of four months, he's played all four different positions. If you look at and, and that I'm referring to, he's played a false nine, he's played a bit of a 10, he's played on the right, he's played an eight, he's played a little bit of everything. And then you've got Timo Werner, who they're just trying to move around and see where, you know, they, they seem to be settling on the left-hand side, but far out left. Now, what we've noted, or what I've noticed about a Timo, is that he's quality on the ball, he's got the pace, so he's always going to get you something if he's making runs in behind from the back post and following up. But to beat a man out right in the wing, I don't think he's got the touches for that. So th that's mm. what they're struggling my question mark with regards with to Lampard, I understand he's got new players. Maybe this is a bit of his inexperience as a manager, knowing how to play to his players' strengths as opposed to making them fit into a system. I don't know, Silo, are you agreeing with me? I don't know what your thoughts are with regards to, yeah. to what I'm suggesting yeah. here. No, I, I, I hear you. Um, you know, you sign players, um, you know, being attracted to certain qualities that they have, that they possess, and they can add to your team. So you can't sign a... Uh, we, we spoke about it previously where we spoke about like a, a Jolinton and a Sebastian Heller where maybe in the in teams that they were playing at, they were having a, a different style of play and that suited them best. And you obviously were attracted to them because of those attributes. But then when you bring them to your team, you don't play to their strengths. So so Timo Werner one is, is quite interesting uh, because he's not a, he's a white, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a forward, you know, he's a, he's a forward, um, you know, obviously in the, in the similar uh, almost like a similar mold to 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 your salas and 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 your your mind is, but he doesn't, um, as you say, he doesn't get past players. Um, the Kai Havertz one is interesting uh, because I think he's definitely a number ten, um, and and obviously now they're and he's the kind of saying that as well. Yeah, he's a number ten. He's a number ten. So he's a he's a he should be playing a four two three one with him in the number ten um, role, uh, maybe with a, a Kante. But you see, then obviously, where 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 where, where does that leave uh, Mason Mount? Because does Mason can Mason Mount play in a in a, in a pivot? Uh, and I don't think he can. I think um, it it was working well for them when, when they were playing a four three three. It's just um, I think it's not gelling uh, with 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 with, with Havertz, uh, but also COVID man. Uh, I think it takes a bit of time for people to recover from COVID, unless you're Cristiano Ronaldo or Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the I'm serious, guys. Everyone else takes time to recover. You know, they say they feel tired and everything. You know, uh, but but I didn't get uh, the audio, uh, that yeah, it's um, they, they haven't gelled as uh, uh, with with the new signings. I think the one signing that is that the two signings that have actually come in and, and hit the ground running is is uh, ZH and uh, and uh, and Thiago Silva. Those those are the two signings that that, that have been most impressive. Okay, and the goalkeeper. Uh, but the but but the um the the the, the uh, infield players, I think ZH and 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 Chelsea were fitted in perfectly, uh, like a glove. Um, I think the other two will just take some time. And it's the Premier League. Uh, players take some time. Um, you know, take some twelve months. You know, not everyone can be Bruno Fernandes. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and just before we move on, because we got a lot of we got. A, <laughs> I'm only agreeing because it's Portuguese. That's why um, we, we've got a lot of games to cover. So, so before we move on, I just want to say, Nick. Um, Scotty asks, you know, are Chelsea title contenders? And before we discuss the Man City West Brom game, what what are your thoughts regarding around uh, regarding that? I think I think we spoke about this. I don't know if you were on the show, Claudio, but I, I I'd say possibly three teams could win it at a point uh, when Chelsea went on that run. I do think they'll be there about. Um, 
I do think they are contenders. I do. I think I think they've got enough enough depth in their in their squad, um, especially when you go into the depths of the Champions League, uh, potentially an FA Cup run. Um, I think I do think they will. Uh, I do think they possess the uh, enough talent to go and 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 go on another run uh, per se. But they do. I think, as Matt says, they need to figure out how to win these matches that are that are sort of their stumbling blocks at the moment. Um, mm. But uh, it's not going to be easy. I mean, Liverpool's obviously proving to be very, uh, very, very consistent. You've got a Spurs now who's dropped points. Um, so it's 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 all about catching Liverpool again. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's Liverpool and the rest, uh, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been very vocal about Spurs. Um, and then obviously Chelsea went on that run. I do see them there and thereabouts. And I think Liverpool will slip up. But I, it's, it's just... Are they going to slip up enough for the rest to catch them? And I think that's going to be the big question for me. All right. Well, let's yeah. talk about slipping up. Let's talk about the slipping up. Um, Matt was vocal in our group chat saying, you know, West Brom go to Man City. They go to the Etihad. They put off a shock result. Bilic actually gets a point for his side. Next day, he gets sacked. Matt called it. Um, we, we know yeah. City all over the place right now. Are they realistically titled challenges? I, I can't even consider them. But the fact of the matter is that this league is super, super, super volatile. So anything can happen if they go on a run. But Matt, tell me. I mean, you were the first one to call this. Why? What made you the prophet of doom here? Yeah, just uh, you can see from the early days, West Brom were. It's the, a couple of sides were struggling at the beginning of the season, but West Brom were the ones who were struggling that people hadn't expected to struggle that badly. You know, pe- a few people had said they may be in the relegation battles, but like people expected Fulham to be bottom, so no one really kind of batted an eyelid at them struggling. West Brom were underperforming significantly from the get go, um, and you know, also maybe it says more about Man City that get, that only drawing at the Etihad is enough to get you sacked these days. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I think Bilic has been, and, you know, he's, he's, he's not a bad manager. He's had some good results here and there. But I think for, for this season with West Brom, he's really struggled. They, they have not done what they need to do. They're, they're sinking fast. Um, and as a result, they've brought in um, trademarked safe pair of hands, Sam Allardyce. Um, yeah. and, which I think, and as I mentioned before the show, I think that's a warning bell to Arsenal because who are they going to turn to when they get stuck in their relegation battle? Who are they going to be able to do it? Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis. There we go. There we go. Call him up. Sign him up, go. Big Sam will keep without a doubt. If Tony Pulis is coming in there, hasn't Rory DeLapp retired? So I think Arsenal would have to try and persuade him to come out of retirement. I don't know. Um, but talking about talking about Sam Allardyce, Nick, you've experienced him as a manager. So has Rich. You guys, yeah. we all know about his infamous, his, and I say infamous because, you know, he's got a terrible reputation from regards to his blueprint, but he's got an infamous blueprint. Do you think it's going to save West Brom sure. from the, the, the relegation scrap, Nick, as a, as a coach? I think he will potentially do the job. I, I just don't think he's a long-term. He's not a long-term um, sort of solution for a club that wants to maybe propel into the sort of middle mid-table mid sort of upper echelon of the Premier League. You know, he took over from Kevin Keegan. I mean, Kevin Keegan's the messiah at Newcastle. He comes, gives us hope. Mike, Mike Ash and him fall out, and then we get Fat Sam. And for me, Fat Sam. Uh, you know his ego is his ego is bigger than his, his ego is bigger than his, his stomach, unfortunately, and his stomach's pretty big. So I mean, he was actually quoted as saying that he did. 
he was quite saying <laughs> that that he could good coach Real Madrid. He's good enough to yeah, coach Real Madrid. I remember. Um, I remember. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's he is a, he's a little bit deluded, but he he is very sure about uh, sort of what he can get out of a team. And you know what? He's proved it. He's he's never got re- he's never been relegated. So I I would I wouldn't put it past him doing it doing it again. But he's not he's not for me. He's not someone I'd want long term if I wanna I wanna get my team yeah. Yeah. you know up the table and, and challenge it for things. The thing I would say there is the sides that he's rescued from relegation in the past usually have a half decent spine in there who've just been mismanaged to that point. And um, the difference yeah. with West Brom is I don't know how much if they've got a squad that's actually good enough to get them out of this situation. I think if they'd started off a little bit better, they probably would have plugged along and just survived. But I don't know yeah, if they're sure. the kind of squad that can turn around this deficit this late in the season, um, even with someone like Big Sam. I think he prefers Big yeah. Sam. I think Fat Sam is still kind of under under debate. As long as it was PH. I think he's okay with PH Fat. PH oh, okay. Fat, so. <laughs> well, he can dance, doesn't it? And I don't yeah. I, I hope none of us ever get to see that. Oh, yeah, we know English people can't dance. Say, Matinho, I've Matt, seen you dance. Matt, I agree with you. I agree with you. And his, his uh, you know, the squad might not be good enough. But I was actually listening to his first press conference now, and the question he put there, the, the, the journalist asked, I said, listen, uh, you're not shy to ask for money. And he said, we have discussed it, and he will dip into the transfer window. And you okay. will maybe see, you know, uh, maybe Kevin maybe Kevin Nolan coming off the touchline. Leaving West Ham's touchline. What's the guy's name? Um, that Bolton striker, Kevin, is it Kevin Davies, right? Kevin Davies, yeah. Yeah, yeah they must oh, have yeah. and, and, Lola, and Lola to come back. And then they'll be... <laughs> yeah. Throw JJ, JJ or Kocha might as well come in the mix as well. Yeah. 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 Get that whole gang together. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's quite interesting is that they, they will, they will back a Sam Adidice, but they didn't give him any, they didn't give Village any money to spend, which is quite ironic. But I think that's more than enough time speaking about that game because the big one, that's or the, the juicier one. We called it, Rich. You and I called this result last on Tuesday. Arsenal, Southampton. Wonga, denga, 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 denga. It's one point, not zero points, one point. Can you live with one point? Yeah, I can take it. Uh, but it was disappointing. I mean, watch, I mean, even when Theo Walcott said, Theo Walcott after the game says that he saw in Arsenal, it seems like guys were scared. And I don't know what he meant by that, but... Um, <laughs> When I, was, I mean, the, the, his goal, yes, it was open gates. It was like, let's go, we'll cut. And geez, this, this, his finish was pretty much composed. I didn't expect that from him. I can't lie to you. I expected yeah, one flat foot. He, he has no composure yeah, for you guys, but he has composure. Yeah, you, yeah and, he's, and he's done that. He's done that uh, twice this season, I think. It's the second time he scored a, a goal like that now. Um, and But Arsenal ca- coming back, I mean, they, they, they looked hungry for a bit, uh, like they wanted to win. But I just felt, especially even even in the first half, like I watched, I was watching it, and I was like, "Hey guys, we we are getting pumped here. <laughs> this Southampton can beat us. It's not like, I mean, just like in the past days where you know maybe they'll trouble us here and there, but yes, the whole it was probably most of the game where they could have actually scored a goal. They were on top of us. Come second half, yeah, the guys, they, I mean, it took the halftime break for us to to wake up a bit. Uh, in Ketia, the they changed him. Gets a start. I'm not sure if it's his first Premier League start, but he started and he got an assist. I was pretty happy with that. I mean, it's it's one change and it was one outcome. We actually get a goal. 
Um, I hope Arteta just keeps him on the next game because he's, he's actually literally, literally proven that he should. I know it's just one game, but you should reward the guy. I mean, like I said, it's been missing uh, week in, week out. So I think now Arteta just needs to, you know, give him get to the start the next game. Um, and Aubameyang, I think hopefully this gives him um, confidence into the next game. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll get to Lister, but, but yeah, I think uh, I, I can I can be happy. It's not a loss. It's it's better. What's one better than the, oh, than the zero? Wonga, oh, but um, I just want to say this: it's not one, it's not two, it's three red cards. In five games. Yeah, yeah. Is, is this a poor of a uh, lack of discipline for, or Arteta just not knowing how to take the steering wheel? You know, you know, we would keep Look, you keep joking about the, Ole being behind the wheel, but what wheel is Arteta behind? These players are jumping out the, the first, window of the bus. Yeah, I mean the first the first the first two, Pepe and and um and Shaka. Reckless. Um expected from Shaka. Pepe, I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Gabriel, um, the first tackle was mindless. I don't know how, what the hell he was doing. Again, I think maybe it's just, I think the pressure's gotten to him now as well. Like he just he needs to win the game. Um, and he, but the second yellow, I don't know. I thought it was a bit soft. I mean, geez, the guys were literally even their legs got tied together. He I just thought it was soft, but but Wonga, Wonga, but the issue is just, the player's just but, he's just been booked. He's just been booked. It's five minutes, and he. And he goes in again. He doesn't... Like, that's where they, yeah. yeah. The heads are gone. There's no leadership there. But yeah. I think, again, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think it's... I honestly think it's the pressure of them trying, trying to win now. They're in a, they're in a horrible spot. They, and the, uh, I think the pressure is getting to them. They can't deal with it. Um, and I think this is where I think as well, the fans can help them. You've got 4,000 fans in there. They need to do something because they just... They, like I said, they're going to be watching... And expecting, and it shouldn't be like that. They need to be watching and helping them, support them, support them, and help them win the game. Because they're going in there like, no, no, we want, we want to win. You guys go out there and they want to win, and and they really, the pressure on them is immense. They're down there in the bottom, and I think right now you can see they're crumbling. They're crumbling. They, they, they Wonga, can't handle it. I like the fact that you mentioned the fans because out of a show of hands with everyone here, if we got to talk about fans in the Premier League, who thinks or who would you say are the most toxic? fans in the Premier League and, and if I raise my Arsenal exactly Arsenal. and you know I had a conversation <laughs> yesterday I was on a I was on a zoom call yesterday with um, there's like a Liverpool forum here in South Africa and they get dudes from like Redman TV and 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 to come speak and there was a guy who started Redman TV his name is Chris and they were talking about he, he knows Robbie very well from Arsenal TV and he was saying for him and he's had the conversation he said for him what Robbie does he works really hard and he puts out content and people love the content but for him, the content has become, it is quite poisonous in a way. It is toxic. And he says, from a Liverpool perspective, from a Redman TV perspective, he would never, ever put anything like that because that's not what he's about. That's not what he feels Liverpool's about. So what's interesting for me is when we're looking at an Arsenal audience, I freaking love tuning into an Arsenal TV as soon as the result is terrible. So, and that's it's, kind it's of the funny. content that's being created. So let's, let's talk about that. You saying, but, you know, Arsenal need the fans to be behind them. But Arsenal but are like, the they're kind of in this loop where they turn on each other. It's like a snake eating its own tail. I mean... You see, I think also um, with that, even the Arsenal TV is very toxic, I won't lie. And it, but it, it, it's what gets him the views. Um, and I remember that uh, that's exactly why Arsenal have literally, they separated themselves from that. They're like, yo. And that was a long time ago. As soon as it was early days when they started, they're like, my man, sorry, you can't be part of us. And now he, was on his, uh, he had his own show. 
Um, but what I'm saying is even, I'm, I'm talking about even in the past, you know, they say that, um, what do they call it? They call it the Emirates and stuff. They say it's the library. I'm, I'm talking about that. The guys are just watching. Some, some, most some fans are just watching. But I think the Arsenal TV, the, the, the only toxic thing about it is that it's showing a small group of the fans. It's showing six, maybe seven. I think guys have actually got a problem. I don't think they're stable as well. <laughs> Those people are stable people. I think he needs to sort of mix it up, you know, get yeah. uh, six different kind of people. But everyone there is, 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 is damn toxic. There is one guy that I can't remember what his name is, but he's he's always uh, always trying to look uh, for the good of the situation. And then you get guys who are commenting and uh, on his things because he's always trying to look for the good. So, I mean, now, now that I've actually remembered that, it is, it is pretty toxic. They are pretty toxic. But I think, genuine, this time, this is the time when the fans need to step up and, and, and help the guys. So there's something similar to what um, uh, uh, and Ian Wright is doing. Um, you know, you criticize here and there, you know, you know where it's wrong. But at the same time, you know, you're still supporting, you're supporting that you be, you're fully behind the guys um, in what they're doing. The players need to give the fans something to, to shout about, you know? Yeah. They can't complain when they're playing rubbish football and giving away but, stupid red cards and stuff, you know? So there's... But you see now, you see, like, again, I say that red card, like Gabriel, you've seen he's performed well. And now you're in a game now, you, you, you are losing. Yeah, I mean, you're in a situation now, you've just been losing. And now, like... The last game was the one. You, in fact, the one against Tottenham was okay. This is the game we're supposed to win. It's going to give us confidence beating someone that's uh, top of the log. Now they lose it. Now the next game, okay, you're playing a West Brom. Was it West Brom uh, that they played? But anyways, they lost it. And now you're up now against Southampton. I think the guys, honestly, they they they're panicking. I think Oteta as well. He's also swapped in Keta and those guys. Are, uh, swapped in Keta too late. You should have swapped him long time ago. Should have given that guy a chance. A long time ago. I think it's a combination. The, the manager... I told you, Europa, Europa League players need to get a chance, man. Yes, Those but the manager needs to, yeah, like I said a long time, the manager needs the manager needs to show that, look, he's, he's playing players, um, yes, based on their ability, but also on merit, on how they're performing. Just like he said with yeah. Uzul. He said they had reached an agreement with uh, Uzul because obviously the merit wasn't there, so he needs to apply that into the game. Once he's doing that, fans can see that, then they'll understand where the problem is as well. I think it's a whole combination, but honestly, there's not much a fan can do. It. I mean, complaining. What's complaining going to do? Yeah. Literally, just put those guys under pressure. I think. That's uh, what I'm saying. I think. I think we need to get the. You need to get the big Arsene Wenger jacket back, and he must be able to at least wear it. Wear that. He mustn't wear that swag on the side when he's getting results like he's getting. He doesn't deserve to look so nice. <laughs> he must get the big trench coat, that big uh, Austin, Austin Wenger jacket, and he must wear Arsenal there on the on the, the oversized one. Yeah, yeah. The now this guy's trying to dress like Pep, but he's not getting results like Pep. So I don't know what what, what is he doing here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's if you look at the funny thing is like like. Now everyone's looking back and saying, "Ah, oh, we're wrong with uh, with Wenger." But they slaughtered him. I mean, they put up signs. They get the car out, get him out now. What are they? Yo, they they crucified Wenger. They literally crucified yeah. him after everything he had did. They crucified him, and yeah. then okay, changes sharp. We're good. Then they got Una Emery, and yes, I think nothing has. It's just it's literally not gotten better from there. It hasn't. But what happened? 
is the, the okay, Arsenal man. fan base. They spent so long on the, the, the Wenger out campaign that they've now... Yes. They, they've they they they've mistaken that kind of campaigning and activism and screaming and shouting for support, and I think that's what's missing. You know, like, we, and I think maybe Arsenal got too too used to being guaranteed top four for so long that yeah. they now they they don't know how to 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 handle when they've fallen out. And and you know, Rich is completely right. The players need to give you something to shout about. They you, your yeah. fans are going to match that intensity. And if players look like they don't really give a toss, then why should the fans? Um, but at the yeah. same time. The, the challenge with the Arsenal fans at the moment is that the, the, the vitriol is so vicious and the way they go off at their own players. I mean, I've never insulted an Arsenal player as bad as Arsenal fans have, you know? Like, they, <laughs> they really turn on them. And they, 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 it's, it's hectic. Like, can you imagine being an Arsenal player, knowing if you have a half, half bad performance or if the team has a bad performance, how you're just going to get murdered on every platform? Yeah. And Keep you real. don't see that. I mean, obviously, all of us have got players in our squad who we have a go at. You know, we've all got that yeah. one guy we think isn't quite pulling their weight or whatever. And but for the most part, most clubs are kind of you, you support your team and get behind them even when they're in a bad yes. spot. But it doesn't feel like that's the most vocal part of the Arsenal support. And it's probably not everyone. But the bit you see the most of are the guys who just seem a little bit unhinged and really just would don't know how to support the team, but rather just expect constant success, which is weird because they've clearly been watching Arsenal for a while. So I don't know where that expectation comes from, but yeah, um, there true. you go. That's no, true. Yeah. Like for me, I've also been in that position. I'm just, I just, I don't, I'm not expecting much now um, from them. Otherwise, you, you're, you're going to get hurt. You, you can't be, you can't be dumb. I mean, look at Man United when, when they were out the Champions League. Um, yeah, they took it on the chin. They got David Moyes coming in. They sorted him out quick. Um, but they look, sorted him out. They, yeah, they, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think. Yeah, maybe they're not, they're not. They weren't happy with him. Uh, they had they had the players to to to, to go through. But I, I, like, if you look at Arsenal, our team is it's almost half and half. I mean, it's not. You're getting you got top quality player, a top quality player there, and the rest. I mean, I, I think Saka for me also good quality. Uh, I mean, the other the, I mean the goal was really started by him in the weekend and. Quite exceptional uh, uh, skill to to do that, um, and I'm looking just at him, like I said. Um, I can say tyranny, but the rest, even Gabriel, also good as well. Yeah, we've got Uzul. Uzul is a uh, top quality, but he's not playing. But again, the rest are just bang average midfield, bang average. You can't you can't expect to be in top. Look at the top the top uh, six teams now, and you look at our team. It's it's it's. Remember Edu over the weekend saying that what that or it wasn't over the weekend it was the other day, but he was saying what Arsenal's missing is that creative midfield type, someone who can kind of turn on the creativity. <laughs> and it's like yeah. Ozil sitting there at home <laughs> playing PlayStation no, for us. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, what's going on in that club? That the, the guy who's looking for the players is just saying something like that. Oh, I mean, really. Yeah, oh, man. And Chad, Chad says it. Yeah, Chad says it. Yeah, says once yeah, they exactly. fix the usual situation, you know, the team can they can be a team again. But, uh, Richard, what did you want to ask him? Ask Wanga. Now, I was saying, I, I worry about the mentality. You look at social media and you look at Saka coming out saying Arsenal fans deserve better, which is fair enough. And then you've got Aubameyang, who's the leader, who's more worried about people slagging him off for not scoring goals. You know, you've you got to be positive. As a leader, you've got to, you know, give give the fans something to be proud of. I think he's, more, he's self-absorbed at the moment. As a, as a leader of that football club, he's got to be doing more. You know, you've got young Saka coming out, showing a better understanding of what the Arsenal fans expect. And that's not mm. good enough. You know, you need yeah. a leader. Aubameyang has to do more for me. So I question the mentality there. 
the Arsenal, the Arsenal, I do not think at this point in time, I don't think they have they have a leader. And and and, and to expect a Bomyang to step up, given the armband, expect it just to happen, it's not going to happen. The leader has to be a leader. And then you give the leader the armband. That's what happens. But you know what's funny about that? Bomyang doesn't make the guy the leader. Wonga, he was he was a leader when he was playing for a new contract. I'm not going to lie, he was doing he was doing all right. He got he signed the thing, and now and now he's, he's vanishing. No, but, he was but scoring. Bomyang was scoring goals. Be him. Being a leader is a, is it's, a, it's another thing. He doesn't have to be that guy scoring goals. He was scoring goals, and I think it was even like they they questioned that thing about Arimbo Henry <laughs> when he when he took the armband. They questioned him as well. Was it because he did chat a bit when he when he put on that 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 armband? Um, but I think a lot of things were changing around him um, in the team as well. But we just we, we need a oh sorry go ahead Nick. Wonga, do you think uh, Steve Bruce will will finish higher than Mikel Arteta this season? I think it's likely. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's likely. Yeah. He's scoring more goals. It's likely. I can't even lie to you. I can't so show of hands, guys. You think Steve Bruce? I'm not even being funny. Show of hands. Yeah, I'm gonna go for that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So just, just just moving on from from the game. Right. Um, they're sitting on fifteenth. 15th of the log, Arsenal, and they're playing Everton, who've just won two games on the trots. Some momentum seem, seemingly to be gathered there from uh, Angelotti and his boys, so it's not going to be an easy game for, for Arsenal next. But let's talk about a game that wasn't easy. And, um, you know, I like this game. I like this game largely because Nick keeps saying how they're going to run out of steam. Leeds are going to run out of steam. Bielsa, what he's doing, mm. it's just impossible to keep going. And uh, it's almost like, it's almost like Bielsa was listening to our show. Because yeah. five are the best. Five are yeah. the best. Five. Yeah. Five. five. I told him. So, so wait. Five. Big mixed team today. <laughs> First and foremost. Okay. Where are they on the log? Okay, we're talking about this. They've done. They've done. They've done. Uh, so much. No, you got two. You got two. <laughs> the way they talk. The way they talk in the media Easy. is as if Bielsa's changed football. And he's this <laughs> godsend that's sitting 14th in the Premier on the Premier League table. Like, give me a give me a break. You know, if they're going to play against better teams, and I'll tell you what, like, obviously I'm an advocate for Newcastle, but we absolutely shite most of the time. And that game was two two up until the 78th minute, and it would could have gone any other way. Yes, we did we did we did concede the last. 12 to 12, 15 minutes with added on time was an absolute shambles. And, and Steve Bruce needs to take blame. Leaving 2v2 against the team who's who who are who base themselves on quick transitions is absolutely murderous. And you know, I'll blame Steve Bruce all the time because there's always something he's done wrong. He leaves our best pass of the ball at, uh, uh, on the bench. John, John Joe Shelby's fit on the bench. Andy Carroll, we're trying to chase the game, he sits on the bench. We've got now options with Dwight Gale. Um, Almiron, who's our most creative player at the moment, he sits on the bench. So I, I just I just don't know where to go from here. You know, I, I, against the Leeds team, and I, I had a bit of an argument with someone on Twitter, and they said, yeah, we batted Newcastle. Yeah, it's great. They scored five goals, but they also conceded two, and their keeper kept them in the game. We also hit the post, and we should have had a penalty at 1-1 when VAR decided not to go back. His uh, Callum Wilson's legs get absolutely chopped. And and they look at it and they say there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. He he gets the ball, but he gets his Achilles tendon to kick the ball. His Achilles tendon 
moves his foot forward and kicks the ball away. At 1-1, we score that in the second half. We score, we, we, we go 2-1 up, and that changes the game for me. Yes, I am bitter. Fuck you, Scotty. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense, though, Nick. I agree with you, though, because obviously we know how vulnerable uh, leads are from set pieces. It showed again yeah. in the Newcastle yeah. game. So for me, yeah. Carroll at, at 2-2 would have been a prime guy to bring off the bench because they, they cannot defend yeah. corners. And even against West Ham, they struggled. So for me, that was a no-brainer, and he really yeah. missed a trick there. That could have been the game-changer. So... Strange no, especially at that at that point, you know, even at three two down, I mean, the game was swinging all over the place. They are a fitter team than us. We were absolutely ragged at the end because they do run your socks off, and we did make a couple of mistakes in our own box. I mean, Longstaff absolutely murderous in his box. He just has to yeah. keep the ball out, and he's trying to take two three touches, and that's the second time he's done that this season. By the way, he's gone backwards since Bruce has taken over because he was actually becoming a little bit of a player under Benitez, but. This is the sort of mentality that we have. We have to stick into the games by 15 to go, 10 to go, and hopefully we can get a result. It's working for us because we look like we are going to be fine. But unfortunately, that's the shit I have to watch every time I put the fucking telly on to watch Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick, I don't, I don't know if you, just off topic, you mentioned the penalty that uh, should have been called. Um, yeah. The... Did you watch the Liverpool game uh, on the weekend? Fabinho, Fabinho's tackle. I didn't. The, the Fulham one. You didn't. Okay. No, no. I was gonna. I just ask you if you thought that was a penalty as well. Yeah. We, well, we, we discussed it on Tuesday. I was just gonna check yeah. because I was it sounds in the very pub. similar. I was in the pub and I saw this, and I thought, okay, no, it looks like the ball goes in the right direction, but his foot gets completely taken out, and everyone appeals, and then just nothing happens. Even the players, you know, when the players go like this, then you know that they've done something wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, you yeah, know, yeah. when you go like this, you put you like you've done something wrong. You're trying to tell the ref I haven't done, but you're guilty. You're guilty. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we still would have conceded, but I think if we go two one up, maybe we keep a little tight at the back. And I don't know. We also need to get all these players back from COVID. We got Saint Maximum is not available yet. Shah's not available yet. There's a couple of players oh, still up. So they've they've got COVID. Well, they, they haven't. They haven't made a squad, so I'm assuming that. I mean, they didn't release. They didn't release names. Um, so I, I'm not that. too sure. You know, when you're re resting your your laurels on a on a team like, uh, like I mean, a player like Jolinton to try and retain the ball. You know, Callum Wilson can't do it all. Jolinton's an absolute donkey. I said it. I said it the other day. He's still a donkey, and donkey. I don't know. A forty no, million pound donkey. Have no, you ever heard of that? But the other game, the other game, he created a nice, uh, a nice goal for, for obviously yeah, I was in the did, did, show. But, uh, for Almiron. He uh, come on, big. That's two, two goals, two goals and, two. and one assist at forty million. So let's equate it. What is that? Uh, forty divided by three. Come on, man. That's expensive. Also, I mean, Arsenal would take that. <laughs> you thing. couldn't get to the number. It's just expensive. <laughs> it's <done. laughs> but, Guys, but no, let's but let's let's yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead, Matt. No, but it, you got, it goes back to the system, you know, like we talk about, we talk about with a couple of sides and, and is, is Steve Bruce doing a system that takes best advantage of the players he's got, you know? And, and so you, you've also got to wonder how much are you judging Joe Linton harshly because he's being used ineffectually by, by Steve Thank Bruce. You. And also, right, just to go back to what I said earlier, like, I do reckon Steve Bruce is going to finish higher than Arteta, but I think that might be because Steve Bruce will get snapped up by Chelsea at some point this season. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, who did, who did Newcastle go for? Who do they get then? Do they go well, Tony well, Pulis? Newcastle will end up taking Arteta when he gets the yeah. set. Oh, we'll yeah, get a cheap option. 
We'll get a cheap we'll go for Kevin Nolan. He'll come back to Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's he's transformed West Ham. Let me tell you, he's been brilliant in our backroom staff. I love him. Yeah. He's been class yeah. for us. So. No, I loved him. I loved him at us. But I mean, that's that will be a typical Mike Ashley movie. He'll go for someone cheap like that. And yeah. Be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, have a have a chance. Have a chance. Start your manager career. If it doesn't work, if it works, great. If it doesn't, Rich, Rich, I like the fact that you've mentioned your backroom staff because let's talk about West Ham Crystal Palace. That's the next game we should focus on. You have been arguing week in, week out, or at least when you're on the show. I mean, we know he's got a terrible attendance record, guys. He's not the fittest of players in our squad. Um, but he's been going on about, about Christian Heller or about Heller, not scoring goals, not Sebastian, scoring goals. Sebastian. Sebastian, thank you very much. It's almost as if He's been listening to the show and he's gone, you know what? Fuck you, Richard. He has a bicycle kick. Now shut your fucking mouth. That's kind of where he's, where he's headed. Am I right there, Richard? Yeah, no, absolutely. Fair play. He, he shut my mouth up for, for that game. That's for sure. I hope he can do it more this season because he hasn't done it near enough. He's, he's a really, really frustrating player to watch because, you know, for large spells this season, he's been a passenger for us and he's let us down. But... You know, I'll give him all the credit in the world for that goal because that was an absolute rocket. Um, I don't know what it is with West Ham Crystal Palace, but we love scoring bicycles. Carroll did it a couple of seasons back. Now Hallers just uh, plucked one into the top bins. And yeah, I was delighted for him because he, as as Nick said uh, earlier with, with Jalinton, you know, they've come with a big price tag and they've got to live up to it. And for, for two and a half seasons, he's been a donkey for West Ham. You know, that, that's putting it mildly. So I'm delighted for him and I hope that he can kick on. But I'm still not, I'm far, far, far from convinced uh, by Sebastian Haller. Hopefully he can, he can prove me wrong. Tell me, tell me, Rich, with that sending off of Benteke, I watched Roy Hodgson's uh, interview. It looked like he was about to have a heart attack when he was talking about <laughs> it. And, and, yeah, and, no. at, and at his age, we need to be concerned about stuff. Did you see Hodgson for the goal when he, you know, it was a headed goal? <laughs> and they showed the, when, when the cross comes in, he's standing on the side and he goes like that. I love that. Imagine being in your 70s and still being that involved and that passionate about the game. I want to be that way. I want to be Roy Hodgson when I grow up. If I was Roy Hodgson, I'd, I'd be disappointed with, with the sending oh, off, I must be honest, because uh, when Carroll played for West Ham, he used to get sent off for the exact same things, and I used to pull my hair out. Um, the second one was worse than the first one. I think the, the first yellow was extremely harsh, but the second one, he did catch him in the face, so I can kind of understand it. But uh, if I'm Roy Hodgson, I'm really, really frustrated and disappointed, because for me... It's a really, really soft way to, to be sent off. And what disappointed me about West Ham is that from there, we really should have kicked on and won the game. But we, I just didn't see enough. It was a bit of an off night for us. But I'm not too upset because it's a point. Palace have just picked up some really decent results. So I'll take it. We keep the momentum going. It's better than a loss. And now we can beat Chelsea on Monday and uh, let the alarm bells start ringing for Lampard. So it's not it's not all, all dooming doom for us. No, I know, Celo, you're laughing there, but um, if you're looking at where they are at the league at the moment, West Ham, they're 21 points, so technically they're seven behind Liverpool. But, I mean, if they go on a run, they, they're, what, one point behind Chelsea? We are sixth place. So, I yeah. mean, West Ham, yeah. David Moyes, like we yeah. said, we spoke about this on Tuesday, the man is finding his groove. And, um, you know, I don't know, like it's been a long time since, since he started looking this way on the side of the touchline. So, Rich, like I said, you guys are title, title contenders more so than other sides, like in Arsenal. So that's something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. definitely. 
And what uh, yeah. is Rich? What do you think of um, Said Ben Rama? I saw you on your Instagram going crazy about his uh, his his game against um, Leeds. Um, I didn't I didn't see the the, the Palace game. Um, and what do you think of his performance, especially playing as a, as a number ten? Whereas previously, I think uh, at uh, at uh, Brentford he played um, on on a wide left, but obviously he's using using him as a ten now. Uh, so what do you yeah. think of, of him? I see you excited about his performances. Yeah, no, big time. Um, the the Leeds game, he was he was fantastic. He, I remember there was a one on one with Calvin Phillips, and he made him look absolutely absolutely stupid. Yeah. Um, but in in this game, he had his moments, but it wasn't his best game. Um, he kind of went missing a bit, and that's something that Nick and I have actually spoken about a couple of times on on the group that we're on. He can be so good on his day, but he does tend to go missing at times. And I'm hoping this campaign he can he can be our playmaker. I think Moyes has got to give him a, a run of games. Uh, as soon as he signed him, he you know he bedded him in. He came on uh, four substitute appearances for 15 minutes, got three assists, so we can see what he can do. But now he just needs a run of games. I think against Chelsea, it could be the perfect game for him to get off the mark. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets on the score sheet in that game. And and furthermore, the fact that we did the double over Chelsea next season, uh, sorry, last season, gives us a lot of confidence. So. I, I, I have you're already looking to the future, Rich. You're looking, you positive. <laughs> I have all the faith in the world with Ben Rama. I think he's an absolutely top class signing for us. He and is, he yeah. could be he, he could be the next Dimitri Payet for us. So I'm I'm really excited. He's got it in his locker for sure. Just needs to be more consistent. No, he is exciting. He's exciting to watch. I I enjoyed um, the Leeds game. I just obviously uh couldn't watch the last one, but uh, I think I'll watch more West Ham games where he starts. Yeah, no, he's class. Rich, overall, though, the, the, the point against Crystal Palace, um, I know you're probably going to take it because, you know, it's, it's a point. But how did you feel about the result? Did you think it was, it was a fair result in the end? I think so. Um, I don't think we were good enough to, to get all three points. Obviously, before the game, I fancied us and I expected us to win, especially at home. But on paper and, and, and has, as the game progressed, I don't think we did enough to, to warrant winning it. Even when they went down to 10 men, we didn't take the game to them enough. We had a few decent chances, but I think Palace would have felt really hard done by to come away from the London Stadium with nothing from the game. So I'll take the point. I don't think we deserve to to take all three. I must be brutally honest. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I like I like the honesty there, Hammerhead, uh, aka he does. You know, Scott, he does do stand up comedian uh, comedy on the side. We just never go watch him because the only person who laughs is you when you're on the show. So. Um, Matt, I want to I want to ask you something. You know, you, you've been feeling confident. You did say, you know, the, the game against Liverpool is going to be a tester. It's going to be a tester. Yeah. But you were getting loud, chirping Wonga before the game. Now we're talking <laughs> about one points, three points, etc. In terms of what Rich was saying, Mourinho yeah. yesterday after the game, they asked him. They said, "Would you have been happy with a point?" And he said, "No, we disappointed. You know, we wanted all three points." What did you think about yesterday's performance? And do you feel? Like Mourinho said that you guys were the better team. So I think, you know, obviously he's going to say that Mourinho, he does what he does. I think for the first 30 minutes, we were, we were nowhere in the game. You guys were all over us. Um, and and it, was, it was not our normal game plan. Like, obviously, we always sit back, soak up pressure and hit on the counter. But for the first 30 minutes, we weren't even getting an out ball. We, we were just sitting there and, and being pummeled. And then when the goal came, that kind of changed the dynamic a little bit. You guys seemed to ease off slightly and give us a bit more space. And then... Then I felt it was a more even contest, um, and and the the equaliser was completely true to form. As soon as I mean, Wonga spoke about it earlier. As soon as the ball was at Son's feet, you just felt it was a goal. There was no two ways about it. And I think 
at half time, I felt it could have gone either way. I sort of felt like we were we'd gotten back into it and we had a, a real chance. And we started off the second half really strongly. We were really coming at you guys. Uh, we were actually on the front foot more. We weren't sitting back and waiting for the counter. We were quite we were kind of the aggressors. And we had some interesting chances. Uh, Kane had a few. Bergwijn obviously hit the post. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say we were the better side. I think, look, uh, also, put your hand up and say, losing to Liverpool at Anfield is not exactly, it's not a rarity. <laughs> you guys are beating everyone at home at the moment. So it's not, um, it's, it's not something that we should necessarily feel too bad about. I think what it does is it indicates that there's still a long way to go in terms of getting Tottenham to Premier League level. <laughs> yeah. And they were, they, you guys on balance were, were probably, and I think Scott's right. I think you, you, you were over the course of the match, you were better. Um, but Spurs could have, we could have come away with a draw. I think there was a couple yeah. of chances. Harry Kane had the open head where he would have, you know, 19 times out of 100 would have put it away. Um, yeah. Bergwijn hitting the post. There were, there were opportunities for us to kind of stay there and, and, and make this a draw. And I think for, for Spurs fans, it was it was kind of frustrating because we do feel like we could have gotten more from the game. Um, mm. But at the same time, you've got to also be honest and say, look, beating Liverpool at home, it's, it's, not, a, it's not something that's going to happen very often. And I think it does kind of put into perspective how much further we've still got to go this season. If we are going to have a serious title challenge, we've got to see this as a, as a blip and get straight back on it, win our next three games and, and keep biting at your heels. Don't let the pressure up. You guys have got to feel us. Um, you know, breathing down your neck. So that's the big challenge now is that we've had kind of one p- kind of pressure where we're, we're leading the pack and we've got to perform to stay at the front and we've, we've experienced that a little bit. Now we, there's another kind where we're chasing and we've got to capitalise on any mistake that Liverpool make. We've got to see I'll if we can pull what, that off. Mourinho will be absolutely livid that he lost the game in the way he did because yeah. it was... With, with added on time and conceding a conceding a set piece, the yeah, way he be... set up, he will be livid. He showed it... he showed a lot of um, he put a, a front on where he, he he tried to say his team was better. If they were, if they weren't, I'm not arguing that, but he will be livid because to yeah. concede a, uh, to concede a corner to go and mm. the corner is taken and then one of the smaller players in the field gets up and, and scores a header. That that yeah. will great him because you know what I'll tell you what if he went away with a point that was a great that was a victory for him because he's still top of the log yeah. then. Um, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, he goes into the into the festive period on top. And yeah, uh, especially because it, it was that error by Alderweireld. He stepped away, just gave any and you know guys like Firmino don't need a lot of space to 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 get it right. So it was a just a momentary turning off. Cause I think like, you know, obviously they say the deflection for the first goal was counts as a mistake, but realistically, I don't think that's a real mistake. He's still, yeah. he's trying to block a shot and it just looped off yeah. him into the goal. I wouldn't call that a mistake. I think for the most part, Dyer and Alderweireld actually had very good games. I think they were, sure. obviously they're going to be stretched by the Liverpool attack. It's the best in the world. But I think for the most part, they were, our defense was, did a, did had kind of made a good showing for themselves. And then right at the end to just switch off like that, yeah. Mourinho yeah, will be, be He'll be beside himself. He wouldn't it's have given the players the same speech that he gave them. Yeah. The, the commentator yeah. before, when Harry Kane, when Harry Kane missed his header, yeah. the commentator was saying that the game, bef- the game before, uh, I think last season, the same thing happened. Yeah. Um, the one-one, and Harry Kane had a chance to bury, like to finish the game, um, and he missed it, and he was wondering, hey, and he sort of jinxed him. He said, "Yeah, I wonder if it's going to give him the same thing because Liverpool went on to win that game two-one." Uh, and I honestly yeah. felt when I watched the game, 
watching it, yeah, um, Liverpool were, were were all over Spurs. But then again, I remember what Nick was saying is that you know what? Nick, do you think Bruno planned to have have eighty percent ball position? No, he knew coming to the game. And that's what he's expecting, and he's gonna just literally try and work off that. And I think, in in that sense, then Maruno, I understand why he would say he was probably the better team uh, in the game because according to his game plan, he should have he should have won the game. If Harry Kane scores that, I think they win. And you know, the, Honestly, that's I what I found. No, but Wonga, that's a valid point because that's what I found interesting after the game. And you got to think of it exactly like that. You know, Mourinho set up his team exactly in that manner. Now, obviously, people watching the football externally are going to go, you know, Liverpool were the better side, but had they taken their chances, Mourinho's plan of execution would have gone to the TN, he would have walked away three points, right? So how then is he discredited in a sense that, you know, he was the better side? And this is what's interesting is his tactics were very different to Klopp's and both of them technically worked. It was just, we we landed up pulling it off right at the end. So that's why Klopp's getting all the adulation. Whereas had it gone the other way around, you know, and that's where Mourinho is is a frustrated figure because he's like, Listen, I planned it. I had one or two chances. Actually, I had three chances second half where I could have put the game to bed early on, and I didn't, mm-hmm. and yeah. let the Liverpool come back into the game. What I found interesting about Liverpool was exactly that. We knew. We spoke about it, Rich and Wonga. We spoke about it on, on Tuesday. We said, Liverpool's going to have the ball. There's going to be a high line. We just don't know who they're going to have at centre-back. And, you know, one of the most fascinating things about oh, last night's game was we had Bryce Williams, 19-year-old, who made his debut, not against Crystal Palace, not against anyone else, he made his debut against Spurs, Harry Kane, and Son. And, you yeah. know, that's huge. And then we also look at Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones, also 19 years old. If it wasn't for our injury crisis that we have, Mourinho says it isn't one, if it wasn't for that, Curtis Jones would probably still be on the bench. Now all of a sudden yeah. he's played four games on the trot and everyone's going jeepers. If he was playing for an Ajax, he'd be worth 50 million pounds. So yeah. you're, like, you're looking at these positives and you're like, this is the difference when a team is – cruising you can just put anyone in that side and all of a sudden they start looking like a million a million pounds yeah. or you know and that's that's an interesting thing but scotty whip out that tiny violin for me please because i do want to mention something with regards <laughs> to son's son's goal um i, I liverpool, know what it is L- liverpool have been on the other side of the var decisions majority of the season uh, and with, with the with the with the no 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 guys guys no 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 just hear me out I'm okay I'm okay with I'm okay with how it played out I'm more than happy because you looked at it you drew it you looked on side cool what's happened in the past the other Liverpool games they've whooped the line out then they've whooped out another yellow line then they've whooped out but they've not you know it's not accurate it's moving all over the place and that's why yesterday all the Liverpool fans are like listen we we haven't experienced that why the hell was that check so quick I couldn't understand it. But, um, but uh, you know, it didn't matter. It didn't matter in the end. It was just a different type of experience. And obviously, second half, we speak about, you know, you guys having your chances and vice versa. In the end, Liverpool go top. We still got players coming back to fitness, which is good for us. Three points, cushion. We're looking good. We're comfortable. And um, Sela wasn't too happy. He nearly fired our Twitter admin guy because um, someone tweeted saying, it's Liverpool's to lose now and then a good position. And the Twitter admin guy said, facts. And he said, why is this coming across like a Liverpool account? Yeah, go like TV is a Premier League. It's actually a football account. A local, uh, football account. So now when Golas TV is biased and favoritism, then I have to yeah. question system. Yeah. It's especially uh, the fact that Liverpool's matches are always spoken about last uh, on this. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? You know? Um, 
the host, I love how he's saying that. I love how he's saying no, that because the, the guy who works for Goal Lounge actually just talks facts. So you're talking host, about the no, last no, week's no, spoken. No, no, we're no, going to no, talk. Host, we're going to talk. The host, the host of Goal Go Lounge has a green screen behind him, a beautiful green screen. The other guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. This is like... You know, I told no, you guys. Go to no, Metro, I mean, go buy yourself green fabric. It's waiting for you. It's under the Goal Lounge account. No, but guys, I think the, the most important thing here, and I think it, it speaks to the culture of the internet age. The issue for me isn't that whether or not it's in support of one or other club. The issue is that that was someone's opinion and Goal Lounge called it a fact. Like, that is what's wrong with the world. That's true. That's true. That's true. This is why people end up saying they're not going to take the coronavirus Amen. vaccine. Because exactly. fact. That was an interesting opinion. And it was mathematically correct at the time that it was written, but it is not yeah. a fact. Yeah, you should, say, you should have said. You should have said. Do you guys agree with this? You know what I mean. Or <laughs> fact? Question mark. Okay, no. You know what, Matt? You are right. You are right. That was an opinion, but the fact was last night Liverpool won two one, and we're top of the log. That is a fact. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on to you know. Celo getting sour. Yo, yo, Liverpool's always spoken about last. Meanwhile, it's order of the fixture list. I can't help that the Premier League have done this. But who are we talking about next, guys? Is tonight's game. Sheffield United. Man, uh, Sheffield United. Manchester United. Surely, surely, surely is three points for the best travel team. The team that's technically in the Premier League, best form. Celo, Man United. Yeah, yeah last, last uh, what, what is it? Um, if we win the, uh, we've had, what, four, four wins and a draw? Um, yeah, man, I think, you know, football is a funny thing, guys. You know what I mean? Um, you can never say um, for definite that a team will win. You know what I mean? We were all saying that Liverpool's going to go to Craven Cottage and whip um, Fulham. And you saw what Fulham did. Um, mm. Fulham were the better of the day, actually, and, and were unfortunate not to get the three points, you know. So it's similarly, it's just obviously Sheffield hasn't really shown much this season. They've shown a bit. I remember yesterday against um, Liverpool at Anfield. Uh, they 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 got a goal um, and they showed some fight, but you know they've struggled one point um, this season, um, and also not having the fans at the stadium has, has affected them a lot. Uh, but yeah, it was a funny game. But yeah, I, I feel that uh, Man United um, um, need to win um, and also have a clean sheet. So a, a two nil, three nil type of scoreline will be uh, a confidence boost for the team, um, and um, yeah, it will be good to 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 go into. Into a big game like um, like Leeds, our rivals, um, um, you know, um, to 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 have that, to have uh, what will be um, a point ahead of Chelsea, uh, which is a team that everyone has been saying is title contenders. So we win this game and we're a point ahead of Chelsea. Um, and apparently we're a we're a club in, in a crisis, uh, which is which is which I always said, guys. I always said this to you guys that you guys uh, view my team in. In the light that 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 you know looks very looks very weirdly uh, because I always say to you guys, look at the log, look at the log, look at the log. We've got a game in hand. Look at the log, look at the log. And what happens if we win this game? We go ahead of Chelsea. You know what I mean? Um, and, and 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 our game in hand against Burnley, whenever that that's going to be played, um, and we might be, might I'm not saying we will be, but we might be, um, you know, even 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 closer to the top. Uh, but yeah, uh, it'll be a good game. Uh, let's see what Ole decides to to put out there. Uh, let's see. Let's see if he plays McFred, uh, which I hope he doesn't, because man, I don't want to see um, those two defensive uh, midfielders in the team uh, against a team like Sheffield, where we should be having ball possession. Um, and Sheffield's going to probably play to Ole McBurney, uh, who's obviously very good in the air, uh, but he'll be against McFred, who's also equally good in the air. 
but if he's on Lindelof, then obviously he'll outjump Lindelof, and, and and Lindelof is quite a softy. So, um, so it'll be good to 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 to, to um, get three points, uh, confidence boost. But yeah, um, yeah, man, uh, Man United's uh, not looking too badly. Um, Ole's wheel is 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 is, is still okay. Uh, whereas uh, Arteta's one, uh, you know, man. Uh, only thing going for Arteta is his hairstyle. Yeah, no, that, his hairstyle is on fleek. But I, I do want to. I want to ask. I'm going to pose this question to everyone. You saying we still United still have two games or one game? Technically, before tonight's kickoff, it's two games. So if they win these next two games, they technically speak. If they win, they're two points then behind yeah. Liverpool, and they go second, which is pretty interesting. So the question that Scott has asked, and I'm going to ask everyone here. Are United titled challengers or contenders? Because of the no. fact, yeah. No. I mean, they're there. You're right there. Guys, if you're no. there, you're title and contending. Sure. Listen, yeah. the, 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 so I think the, the, this the is the league. problem with Arsenal. Arsenal are like the counting league. things that they don't have. And they think... The you are true. right but, there. But, but, like, I don't understand. What do you say? Look where we are. Look, you win a game. If Arsenal wins a game and we and we second, we're contending for the title. You guys win a game... The, the, league table suggests it. the league table suggests it, right? Yes, but, yes. But then also, but then it's, quite early, it's quite early on in the season. You know what I mean? We need to remember that, guys. We haven't even played, what, we won, what, 12, 12 uh, 11, 12, 13 games, uh, depending on which team. Um, in most, the, most teams have played 13. Let's talk about it when, um, you know, we're halfway through the season, um, after the festive period. The festive period is quite a busy time. Uh, let's talk about when Man United plays um, um, Liverpool in the, uh, early in the new year. Then let's say if yeah. if Man United after that game, for instance, and saying if Man United are still let's say within five points of Liverpool or whatever after that game, whatever that result is, then maybe we can talk about you know we 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 challenging. But right now, uh, Man United are not title contenders. Um, there's too much inconsistency at home. Uh, the consistency is away from home. Um, but yeah, I think we 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 I think. The previous <laughs> sorry, Silla, I'm laughing. Silla, you're bigger Jose Maruna now playing mind games, guys. Ah, yeah, I'm not about to say. Silla would be a great player. I'll, I'll, I will be games. telling you. Second, <laughs> nah, you are, you <laughs> got three points to be second. You're you are hundred percent. Six points. Content. No, 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 no six look, points. I need six points. Six points. See, yeah. that's the thing. Six and also points. remember, guys. Obviously, yeah, you win this game. Say go, go. Ferguson used to say he'll rather have points on the board than games in hand. Because exactly, especially yeah. coming into this busy period, they're going to squeeze those games in, in and amongst. But I mean, to the to the question on away form, United aren't just title contenders. They they're the winners. Fuck it. They like you know yeah. on on the road they can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, but the season has two halves. They got to do the business at home as well. And I think that's to to Sello's point is exactly the challenge to over the course of an entire season. We're thirteen games in. You know, the games in hand that they've got are against two relatively easy sides that you'd expect them to win. But they've got to play Liverpool. They've got to play Chelsea. They've got to play Spurs again. And this time they've got to play Spurs at, at you know, they've got to go away. So that'll be interesting. So I think they've got to Chelsea are also... Leicester. Leicester also dropping points. Leicester also... Yeah, yeah. They're definitely a better place than Leicester, I'd say, Man United. Or they could be the same as Leicester, Man United. Guys, uh, you know, but the funny thing, the funny thing is, before yesterday's game, guys, um, um, the leaders, the uh, leaders in the top five leagues were all in the Europa League. So before yesterday's game, so it was, it was Tottenham, Leverkusen, AC Milan, Lille, and uh, Real Sociedad, and they're all in the Europa League. Yeah. So uh, the stars uh, are lining. 
That's what I was saying. getting from that, yeah. Is that, is that what Arlo's was all along? He was, was like, I'm going to keep the big boys by dropping to the Europa. <laughs> no, man, I can't say it. Mastermind. I can't say it. I'll be a happy man going into Christmas being in the top four. That, that, that's my aim, is to be uh, going to Christmas in the top four, and then we can, we can, we can, we can see what happens in uh, 2021, guys. 2020 yeah. has been a... I think I think it's a good early Jan is a good place for us to have this discussion again because there's there's a lot of fixtures to happen you know there's, yeah. there's a lot of normalization that's going to happen clubs need to catch up games that are in hand teams are going to play other tough teams so I think early Jan is a really I mean even from a Spurs perspective I've been saying all along we've got a chance let's go for it but at the same time I always knew that this Christmas period was going to be a real test for us and some yeah. of those tests we overcame really well City Arsenal we took care of then. You know, then obviously against Liverpool, we, we, we ended up losing. So I think early Jan, if, we can still, if we're still within touching distance of Liverpool early Jan, then and I think United are in the same boat. Where let's see where we are beginning of, the, of next year, and and it probably sides like City, Chelsea, Leicester are all having the same kind of discussions. Where let's let's normalise, let's see what comes out of the December period, and see how close we are to the top, and then yeah. kind of reevaluate what we need to do to get us over the line. Similarly, at the bottom of the table, clubs are going to be saying, how close are we to Arsenal at the point of... Exactly. of the end, yeah. so how far are we from yeah. safety? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But on that note, Matt, I like that. Let's see where they are. So, and let's talk about where they will be. And that brings us to the next part. And that's the betting corner, lads. So let's talk about what's coming and what our predictions are going to be. First game. And we're always going to start with Wonga, largely because Marcus isn't here today, but Marcus always says Wonga tends to copy everyone else's predictions. So we're going to start with Wonga. We're going to work our way to the bottom through Rich, Selo. Then we're going to go Matt, Nick, and then we're going to end off with me. First games, Crystal Palace, Liverpool. They're traveling. Liverpool are traveling to Palace. What are your predictions? Yo, Crystal Palace, I mean, they give everyone trouble. Um Cheapest way thing I play. Yes, if they play the same way, then Crystal Palace shouldn't be anything. I can't lie for Liverpool, but I would say it would be a two, a two, two no win to Liverpool. If they play the same, but I, I do, I do, I don't expect it to be easy for Liverpool. Crystal Palace, I don't know. At times they can just disappoint teams. I've seen that, but yeah, it should be a two no win to Liverpool. Yeah, I can't see uh, Liverpool dropping points. I must be honest, especially. Palace's home record this season. They've really struggled at home for some reason. Nick can can second that when Newcastle got a good result there. So I can't see um, Liverpool dropping points. I reckon it's going to be 3-1, 3-1 win. They've got Benteke up top. I can't believe we let him score against us. I'm still horrified by that, that it happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm back Liverpool for sure. Yeah. Um... Oh, but you got to say score. Did you say score? Yeah, 3-1. 3-1, yeah. Um, I mean, Liverpool's had a very poor away uh, away record, guys. Um, they've they've I think they've what they've drawn and lost um, away from home. Uh, they probably only have one victory. Um, and Palace is is a bogey team for Liverpool. Um, ask Brendan Rodgers when you're still coaching them. Um, they, they famously lost uh, at at uh, uh, at um, So I think it's going to be a, a, a one-one draw. Scott is right, I won't lie. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, Scott is right, man. Oh, man. Um, 
So I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool. I think that I, I do think Palace are a solid side. I think they got talent across the board. You look at Zaha and Eze, they're just really gelling against Spurs. They were there's there's something really good there, but I do think Liverpool have got the quality to get it. I think with the difference between Liverpool and Spurs is that Liverpool will be more aggressive from the start and will put Palace on the back foot a lot more. Um, and as much as Palace are a counter-attacking side, there's only so much you can do against a side like Liverpool. So I reckon, uh, although that said, I do think Palace will get a goal out of it because I think Liverpool's slower back line will be punished by by Palace's forwards. So I reckon 2-1 Liverpool, they'll come away with points. Uh, I think I think it's going to be maybe more of a dull affair. I think the, the games are going to catch up to both teams. I think it will be a win for Liverpool. I think 1-0. Um, I think uh, Palace won't have enough and I think Liverpool will have more than enough to beat them but in terms of sort of a, a high scoring game I don't see it I, I see a 1-0 win for Liverpool Yeah I've, I've got to be on that side of the fence as well Nick I think you know Liverpool haven't been travelling well but they've also there have been a lot of variables playing against the results that they haven't been picking up on the road uh, VAR <laughs> um, but I do think I think uh, it's going to be a 1-0 uh, one nil side. Fabio got away with the penalty. Come on. Thank you. Celo agrees with us, Wanga. Thank you. Thank you. Fabio got away with the penalty. Come on. Salah's pushed. There's a penalty. Come on. No, man. Come on. You know, you guys, you guys are killing the game. You are killing the game. If you call that a penalty, then just remove all tackling from football. That's why, uh, you know, guys. Maldini's... Maldini's... Yeah, there. Just just that was a 1960 tackle. Claudio's going to take his football and go home. That was a 1960 tackle. Yeah, he's going to take his football and go home. You're right. He's going to switch off the show. Yeah, that, that's it. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'm done right now. I cannot. <laughs> Next next result, Wonga, let's see. Southampton Man City. This is actually quite a tricky one. This is very, very tricky. And I think it's not going to be easy for Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I don't think it'll be easy. Um, but he needs the win. He needs the win. Um, yeah. And I think Pep Guardiola, I think you probably, I think Southampton, geez, you can't measure them what they did against Arsenal, to be honest with you. Um, but um, I do see Pep Guardiola coming away with the win. I think even against West Brom, they should have uh, played the game. Even when they played West Brom, I felt, I felt that just because of the way things were going, Chelsea losing, I just felt that West Brom were going to get something because of maybe just this December period. And lo and behold, they got it. But yeah, it won't be easy. I'm going to say Man City, um, 1-0 to Man City. Uh, 2-1 to Man City. But I, I can see them scoring 100%. Does anyone know if Aguero is back in, in training or if he's in contention to, to be on the bench? Because I knew he, he was in contention for the West Brom game, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, Jesus, yeah because for me, City with Jesus up front, they have, he's, been, he's been really poor this season. Um, in saying that, though, I still expect City to, to take the three points. As good as Southampton has, have been and as good as Hassan Hüttel has has uh, managed them and done a job. I just I fancy City to to nick one. So I'm going to say two one. Two one City. Um, I think. Um... Sorry guys, sorry guys. This just in. Thank you, Scott Woodhouse, for um, forming the team. Breaking news: Son wins Puska's best goal award for his goal against Burnley last season. Yeah, that was Congrats. a blinder. That one he just took it from the halfway line. Ran through yeah, the that one he ran. There. Oh, I see. Yeah, that, Matt, that was a good one. Matt, that's your first trophy since what, 2001, I think. Ain't <laughs> 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 got golden boot, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and we won that Audi Cup that time in the off season. Come on, man. <laughs> it's a small wins. It's not the small wins where that matter. Yeah, it's a little victory. We've finished the Arsenal think? like four seasons in a row. <laughs> what do you guys think this does for the psychology of a player like Son? I mean, we are talking about he should really be in the same category now, or at least believing he's in the same echelon as your your Salas and your Manes and those sort of guys and your Harry Kane to a certain extent. What do you think this does for him? Confidence I think boost. it's huge. Yeah, I think yeah, I mean, he's he's such a humble guy. You know, he was asked to pick his 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 top eleven from the Premier League. He didn't even put himself on the bench. You know, like he's he's so down to earth. He really is just an awesome dude, and he's such a team player as well. Um, and he he's really become a fan favorite because he clearly loves the club and loves everything he does for it, and just seems to be happy to be there, which is what you yeah. want, you know. And um, no, he came and out he saying he wants to finish of... his career at Spurs as well. That's what he came out saying. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I hope he does. It would be, he's a fantastic player. And I think he deserves some individual praise like this because often, especially with Spurs, because of who Harry Kane is and, and, and the influence he has on us and, and the, the way and his performances, I mean, he scores a whack ton of goals. Uh, people like Son often get kind of left in the shadows a bit. So it's nice for him to get a bit of individual focus. And, and, and this season's been good for that because. I mean, he's been kind of stepping up. And also what's been fantastic is that him and Kane are doing it together. It's not like Son has stepped up and Kane's gone quiet. They've, they've just found a way to both work in concert. And I think it's, it's awesome to see. And I'm, I'm really pleased for him. I'm really, really pleased he won it. And I think it's cool because also he's, you know, we're not, we're not a, a, a side up in the kind of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man United kind of echelon um, in terms of world awareness so we don't have millions of fans around the world that you can just ring up and say vote for this because it's a it's a vote you vote for that goal yeah. so the fact that he won it is is pretty impressive because we don't have the, whole, the global the whole fan south, base the, 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 south korea voted, the, whole, the whole south korea voted for it i'm sure they did you know <laughs> and um, but it's it's cool it's nice for him to get that individual kind of focus and and some recognition for the influences he's been having on the games because he's a phenomenal player so well yeah. done well done sonny uh, we're still is it me for the prediction? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, South Southampton uh, um, have been a good have been, have been a good team this season. Um, they play very well. Um, I, I like the the whole um, attacking options that they have: Che Adams, um, Armstrong, um, Redmond, um, Walcott, and um, and obviously Danny Ings. Uh, so I think mm, I wanna I wanna. I think it's a draw, a score draw, uh, a 2-2. Uh, yeah, a 2-2, definitely. All right. Matty? Yeah, I can see a 2-2. I think both sides have got goals. I think Guardiola's still not quite finding his feet. There's, there's, there's still some, some, some work to be done at City. I reckon 2-2. Uh, yeah, I think City are going to have too much. Their back four, the two centre-backs in particular, um, are, are very, very slow. They're great side, Southampton, they terms of keeping the ball but i just i think i think they're going to expose that back line um i mean they've had problems in the past this season and i think city will have too much for them so i i think a 2-0 win for 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 city i'm gonna side with the southampton boys i'm gonna say it's a 2-1 victory for for the saints uh i just think they're gonna be able to do it i think they're at home they're organized they're gonna it's not gonna be easy and also Mourinho mentioned something after the Liverpool game saying, you know, if he behaved like Klopp on the touchline, he would have been in a lot more trouble. Well, quite, yeah. uh, Pep Guardiola in the, against West Brom 
did He's something far worse. Yeah, he was literally trying yeah. to grab the, the time board out of the, the fourth official's arm. I, I was like, that. how does a guy... He looked very yeah. petulant. I was like, how does a guy like that get away with it? Mourinho definitely gets sent to the stands for that. But anyway, yeah. For me, 2-1 yeah. <laughs> Southampton. Um, Everton Arsenal. Wonga, it's the big one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Wonga just lost connection there. <laughs> I, I won't even lie to you. I didn't know who we're playing this weekend. I just saw it now. Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay, it's tough for Emery as well, man. It's tough. Ah, I can't even lie to you. Um, according to what's happened in the past, if I'm going to be honest, I want to win. I can't even say what the score is going to be. <laughs> I don't think five. I think Everton will take it one nil, uh, two nil even. Um, I can't see Arsenal scoring. Uh, if Aubameyang maybe gets back up, I don't know. Um, Kentia, let's say yeah. I say I say, I say two one, two one to Everton. I think they can maybe get a goal if Kentia starts, but the confidence is not there. Everton are running high. The start of the season high. They're up there. Arsenal got too many problems, and it's coming this weekend now. Nah. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the, the doom and gloom is going to continue for, for a while longer. So have have some tissues nearby, bro. I'm sorry. Like um Ancelotti's got Everton back back in form now. And I just I can't see Arsenal getting anything from this game. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 2 0. I don't even think Arsenal will score. 2 0 Everton. Mm. Mm. I think I, I I tend to agree that Everton's gonna win. Um because yeah, two two wins on the trot um, and two clean sheets. Um, yeah, so yeah, Everton, Everton win. Uh, let's say a uh, 2 1 to Everton. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. I backed Arsenal once this season and it ended it. <laughs> so I'm not doing that again. Everton are gonna win this 2 0. <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna be as easy for Everton. I do think, I think they're gonna have to pull themselves together at some stage. I think there'll be, there'll be goals in this one. I think it's a 2 2. 2-2 draw. Yeah, um, I think it's exactly that. They've just beaten Chelsea and Leicester City. The confidence is a bit high for Le- uh, for Everton, but I think that's what's going to come bite them in the ass. It's one of those situations where the players, you know, they're, they're good players. Some of them are better than the others, but, you know, it's, as soon as they start winning, they start thinking they're better than what they actually are. So they stop, like, working as hard. So I reckon a draw is probably on the cards there. Another draw there for Arteta. Another point and one more point to 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 get to to reach forty, should I say, <laughs> for Arsenal. Um, next game, Wonga, Newcastle, Fulham. Oh, it's gonna be a tough one. Nah, man. Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham. Oh, oh, I've been playing well. Now nah, look at this game. I, I honestly don't know. I see. I see a one-one draw. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going one-one draw as well. I think Fulham will take a lot of confidence from from that Liverpool performance. Bobby Reed is banging in the goals. Cavalera is looking dangerous. He just needs a goal. So yeah, I'm, I, I think... they scored one goal. They drew no goal. Uh, no, week. but I'm saying Bobby Reed this season. I think he's got four. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. He's he's been playing yeah. decent. So, yeah. so yeah, I think one-one draw. Yeah, I, hey, amen. Um, Sorry, um, Nick, man. Um, I really like the way Fulham played against, against Liverpool, man. Uh, that game was actually quite good. Uh, it was a great performance from them. Uh, so I see, I see uh, Fulham winning 2-1. Uh, 
with my favorite player. Um, they're going to win away from home. Yeah, Adam Muller, Adam Muller, Lookman is gonna is is gonna is gonna get on the score sheet. Um, yeah, man, that's two one to 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 Fulham. Sorry, Nick. As long as Lookman's not on penalties, sure. Yeah, no way, no, no, no way. Cavalier is the the penalty taker now, so yeah, no two one. So I, I'm I'm I mean I hate to do it, Nick, but I'm gonna back Fulham too. But I have a reason behind <laughs> it, and I think that if you look at Newcastle, Newcastle. They set themselves up differently for games that they think they're going to win. And he seems to... Bruce almost goes into games where he thinks he's going to lose, almost given up. Like, we'll just defend and hope that we don't lose by too much. And then games that he thinks he's going to win, he sets yeah. up nicely and then they get something. You know, when, when, when they play more attacking, they, 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 they open themselves up a bit. And I think Fulham, at the moment, they're going to trick Bruce into thinking this is going to be a more one-sided game that it's going to be. You know, and, and, and I really, I love Scott Parker. I just think, you know, he looks like a 1930s bad boy. It's just, he's going to come in there all swagger and accent and he's going to surprise you guys. I think he's going to end up, it's going to end up, you know, it's probably going to end 2-1 Fulham, I reckon. I reckon Newcastle are going to score first. It's going to feel all very bubbly and they're going to maybe take their foot <laughs> off the gas and then Fulham are going to come in and steal it. Okay, so firstly, before I counter all of you, I also love because he played in my midfield for a long time, so I love the man. But if they don't play Alexander Mitrovic, I don't see us having too much of a problem. To your to your uh, statement, uh, Matt, where you had suggested that Bruce will set up differently, Newcastle this season has had the lesser amount of possession against every sing- single team we've played this season. And we've also we've played West Brom. That shows you how bad we are. So, <laughs> so I do think with some of the individuals that we have in our team, we'll have enough to win the game. Uh, because we've got Callum Wilson. They don't have Callum Wilson. We've got John Joe Shelby, and if he's got a brain, he'll play him. Um, so I'm going with a three-one win. We will concede, but we are going to score three goals. It's going to be comfortable. Fulham are going to be in more trouble. And you guys are going to eat your words on Tuesday next week. <laughs> Part of me hopes yeah. you're right, but I don't think you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, you know what, Nick? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some... Everyone's gone against you. I'm going to be in your corner here just because I think Fulham don't travel very well. And if this was at the cottage, just based on what Silla was saying in terms of what happened at, um, at the cottage against Liverpool, then I'd say it's a different story. But the fact that they're going all the way up north it's far for the comforts of a little club that lives in London. And they live in a posh side of London as well. So I yeah. think it's going to be a tough, a tough trip for the guys. And I'm going to go with 1-0 Newcastle. Uh, but the next game, the next game, <laughs> take, take Nick getting excited. The next game is going to be Spurs-Leicester. Wonga, let's Oof. have it. Oh. Spurs, I think Leicester on, uh, on bad form. I, I just, I've said it the whole time. Every time I, see, I, I don't know. They win some games, and some games are just off. And even against Everton, I expected them to lose. To be honest with you, um, um, but um, but not by one. I thought they were going to lose by more before the game. Not not saying watching the game. And even now, I think even Spurs watching them against um, Liverpool. Obviously, previous games they're going to definitely take that game. Um, they're going to bring it to. They're going to bring everything to Leicester. I don't think Leicester have enough to beat Spurs. Uh, yeah, score, gonna... yes, 2-0. Hold on, Rich, hold on, Rich. This just in. Klopp named best men's coach yeah. for 2020. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bias. Why is that bias? How, how, how Moyes hasn't got that is just an absolute joke, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Rich. One of the other nominees was Bielsa. 
I feel like, yeah. you know. That was a joke. It pissed me off, eh? I don't know. The man wins a championship now. He's the best coach in the world. Are they, are they mad? Benitez yeah. won the championship. Where was his name? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rich, Rich, pick it up, pick it up. Um, I'm going to go Spurs 2, Leicester 1. It, it really just depends what Leicester side shows up for this one. They've been so volatile this season. We battered them, then they've gone and battered City one week, so you just never really know, but I think Spurs at home, they'll have enough, so I'm going to say 2-1 Spurs. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, um, Kane and, and Son, uh, one of them will obviously score, or even both of them, um, so I think 2-1 to Spurs, um, I don't think they would um, drop points for the third game in a row, um, yeah, so I think Spurs 2-1. Uh, uh, mm, Leicester, a bit of a Bit of a, a bogey team for us. Uh, Vardy always seems to score against us. But I think Mourinho will approach this game the same way he approached um, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool. Maybe Liverpool wasn't as successful. But I, I think we'll win 2-0. I think that he'll he'll shut up shop at the back and hit them on the counter. Um, I think Son and Kane, despite the, the results we've been having, last couple of results haven't been ideal. Son and Kane are still firing together. You still be, you can still see that the the... the the, the understanding between them is still there. They're still finding one another with their eyes closed. So I reckon we'll we'll have enough. I reckon it'll be two now. I agree. I think I think uh, this plays into Mourinho sitting deep. If, if the likes of Vardy, Barnes, they don't have space to run in behind. They, they do tend to run out of um, run out run out of options and, and ideas. So I I agree I agree with a two 0 win for for Spurs for me. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna back the Portuguese maestro. Um, he's gonna get them back, get the the wheels back on track there, and I think Spurs also gonna win it one 0 Scotty, I'm I'm in the same same uh, sort of corner you're in. And to finish off, guys, the London derby, Chelsea hosting West Ham. Wonga. Chelsea. Uh, every time if a team is losing bad form, now he's lost twice in a row. West Ham are gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna just look to put not a coffin, but maybe I mean not a nail into the coffin. Maybe just one more nail into that coffin. I honestly think um, West Ham can disappoint and get away with even a win. I would say, I would say a one nil win to West Ham. It'll be a tough fight. They're gonna come in there. Yeah, they're gonna need to wound them even more. I think they're going There's to some sort of synergy happening between Rich and Wonga. On, on Tuesday, they had a good session without me when I disappeared, and now they're sitting next to each other in the same chat room. There's something happening here. There's some sort of bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think West Ham, well, well, West Ham well, You know why? Wonga wants to swap positions with Rich. That's why, man. He wants to be... Swap <laughs> <laughs> teams. He wants to know what size shirt Rich is wearing. See if they can swap. <laughs> <laughs> To win it. And we we did get the double over them last season. And you know, before the Palace draw, we were the second or I think third most informed team in the league over the last six games. So yeah, fancy us. I think we've done it before. Uh, if, if if Chelsea lose, it's going to be panic stations. So uh, we've got every chance. But I think a point will be a good result. I'm going to say one-one draw. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with Rich. Um, I think. Um, um, West Ham will have confidence from the results that they had against Chelsea last season. Uh, I remember Chelsea just started wearing that 
new that new um, uh, shirt with the with the three, and you guys put three past them. Uh, but yeah, I think a, a, a one-one draw um, for 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 this game at Stamford Bridge. Legend. I think it's going to be a no-no draw. I think Lampard's going to go back and, and tighten up the defence again like he did. Remember he had those results early in the season where they can, they kept shipping three and then they, he, he shut down shop and they, they went back to basics. And I think he's going to do that again. Um, and I think I, I reckon it'll be no-no. I think it'll be very similar to the Chelsea Spurs game. Um, so I reckon it's going to finish no-no. And if there is a, if, there's a, if, if it ends up being 1-0 either way, I think it'll be down to an individual error. I think there'll be a, a mistake at the back somewhere. Someone does something silly. Um, but I reckon it's more likely to be no-no. Yeah, I, I don't know, Rich. I don't see them dropping points three three games in a row. I, I think it's going to be tight, but I think it's a 1-0 one nil, one nil, uh, Chelsea win. Oh, that's fair. That's hope, fair. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, actually. But... Why, why, why are you, it's, it's almost like you're apologetic when you're saying that to me. I'm very confused. Is this like the, the people, I, I know West Ham's from, from London, but this, is this like Game of Thrones where, you know, all sorts of people, the wildlings and the people in the north are sticking together? Is this, is this what's, what's going on there? We've had similar pain over the years. We, we feel each other, so. All right, all right. Um, but, but. I'm not trying to be nice. What I generally think is West Ham are going to, you know, they're going to they're deny them space and they're going to try and take advantage of set pieces. And one of Lampard's weaknesses at Chelsea has been setting them up for set pieces. And I think that's where, you know, West Ham's going to cause a little bit of upset. So I'm going to go with a 2-1, a 2-1 victory for, for West Ham. Why not? I'm, I'm telling you, they're title, title contenders. Title contenders. <laughs> right, Even without Messi up top, that's brilliant. Oh, we don't know until maybe next season he'll be there. You know, your owners like promising I'm things. Guys, about Antonio. I'm talking about Antonio, by the way. I mean, yeah, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> um, right, final, final words, guys. Um, guys, so is Bay United the player of the weekend? No, we're talking about tonight's game. You know, so you don't get to, we don't talk about the second game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, talk about your team twice. Come on, man. That would be biased. That would be unfair. Yeah, that would be and very unfair. It's tough. It's tough. Eh? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough being United fan of the world, guys. Wow, man. Yo, it's, so <laughs> it's tough being a United fan on goal lounge. You'll be big Shout out from 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 my side, Chad. He's one of my mates. He's tuned in on yes. us for the first time. Yes, Chaddy, so, legend. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks, yeah. Thanks, Chad. Um, I, 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 I love the fact that they threw towards, towards Claudio there, yeah. Claudio's getting ahead of himself sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, and that, 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 that pretty much wraps up today's show. Thank you very, for everyone who has tuned in. We've got up to 10 people live, so we, we're making progress. Well done, guys. Episode 15 of Pre-Match Muti. And remember, I know this is the slogan for cool down, but um, if you don't know what to be, guys, say it with me. Be cool. Be cool. Ah, Be that's cool. the one. That's the one. That's the one. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, 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 cheers. <laughs>